Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. All right, guys. I I wanted to start off this episode sending up prayers genuinely to Bruce Willis. Definitely. Our king. He's been diagnosed with dementia. Sexy daddy. Ugh. He is the prototype. Demented or not, we stand. We stand him. We stand his recent movie choices. He's got to provide. Okay. What? I don't stand them, but I accept that they happened. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We love him, though. Yeah. I might have to watch The Fifth Element. Love and Light. I feel like you're always looking for an excuse to watch The Fifth Element, and this yeah, is a great one. It's a great one. It's a seminal movie for you. His finest hour. I've never seen it. You've never seen The Fifth Element? Isn't that shunking? Laura. I know. Watch it tonight. I might. It's You would. You will fucking love this movie. John Paul Gaultier did all the outfits. I know. You're going to fucking die. I'm missing out. Am no, I really an ally if I haven't watched The Fifth Element? You be the judge. You. It's such a you movie. I can't believe you haven't watched it. I'm going to. Okay. Um. And you will want to be... You're going to immediately want to wear the strappy... White. orange suspender like that mila wears mm-hmm. mila jovovich i, I love want, mila jovovich i wanted to be her i wanted to isn't her name lilu 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 dallas multipass major corbin dallas corbin Bruce. that's a cool he is first name he has never been hotter than in this movie he's wearing like bandages and fucking he's a smoker he's a cab driver he is so hot he's been hot from beginning to now no. he's never not been hot no he's bald he's the bald first... daddy bruce yeah he's really the first one to just be like i'm going bald he was the blueprint he was the blueprint for bezos bezos well, should not... honestly throw him like a couple hundred mil just for yeah laying the groundwork he wishes well yeah but bruce my god bezos could never could never could never but you will fifth element is like the essential movie i remember when i was a kid i was obsessed with it and i rented it like all the time and i wanted to watch it one time and my sister was like afraid to watch it for some reason and i'd been watching it like 
repeatedly for months at that point. Mm-hmm. And she went, I was like, let's watch Fifth Element. And she went, Fifth Element? You're not allowed to watch the Fifth Element. <laughs> and I went, really? Because I just watched it like three months ago. And she's like, no, I'm telling mom and dad you're not allowed to watch it. It's too scary. And Because she didn't want to watch it. Yeah, that's a classic big sis movie. Yeah, she totally gaslit me. Did she get her way? No, we watched it. Oh, okay. And she liked it. Damn. Next time. It's always worth a shot as a big sib. I know. To gaslight gatekeep girl boss your way into watching whatever movie you want to watch. But never has there been a hot... One of the hottest on-screen couples is Mila and Bruce. Yeah. And her hair. What can't she do? Make a good movie now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Resident Evil was some stinkers but they were always fun you gotta do what you gotta do in this world she's she's getting a big paycheck yeah those movies always make like a bill or something not a billion (laughs) like 500 mil yeah 500 mil resident evil movies always make a couple hundred million okay it's like a for a rated r i love it's a franchise duel um uh, i'm like psychotically jet lagged I was telling you offline, I've been waking up at like 4.30, between the hours of 4 and 4.30 a.m. every day, no matter what time I go to sleep. You're being plagued by a sleep demon. Truly. So now my only choice moving forward is to just go to bed at 9 and accept that I'm like the rock now. You're like Mark Wahlberg. He literally, I am like, I guess I just wake up at 3 a.m. and start to do two-a-day workouts. I don't know what other life there is beyond acceptance and adaptation. Yeah. I mean, it's like reverse psychology. Maybe if you start giving into the curse, you'll come out of it. Mm-hmm. Like it'll have the opposite effect somehow. It's, it's, it's a fucked up time to be wide awake. I mean... Whether you want to be or not. You were somewhere for two weeks. That is literally a day ahead. Mm-hmm. It's, that's like a powerful... You traveled back in time. I you were a time gaper. I am a time gaper. And on the way there, I like skipped time and then never experienced any jot, jot lag while Dog. I was abroad. And now it's come back Think to again. bite me in the ass. I'm a different person now. Well, now... I no you... longer will be able to be out vertical past the hour of 9 p.m. Well, then what a solution is if you wake up at 4 a.m., you can watch The Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. It's just horrific all around. Sorry, Dole. You know what else is horrific? Guys. The damn Sarah Lawrence documentary. The Sarah Lawrence sex cult documentary that's on Hulu right now is... Stolen Youth. Stolen Youth. I want to truly put a disclaimer on, like, if you're going to watch this, like, you need to really prepare yourself because it's... It's one of the most upsetting documentaries I've ever seen. It's a saga. It will haunt you. I'm still haunted. It'll fuck with your dreams. I think I was having like fucked up dreams. Um, It's also like weirdly boring, but then also compelling at the same time. It's captivating. It's captivating, yet boring. I can't explain it other than that. Well, the what they were boring. Okay, so for anyone that was hiding under a rock, The Cut published a piece, or New York Mag, I guess it was on The Cut, about this cult. How many years ago? Like five years ago? Maybe. I thought it was like in or four earlier. Years ago. I can't, anything, 2018 to now is all one big year to me. Yeah. But somewhere in there, there was an article about like these students at Sarah Lawrence 
college who you don't know is like right outside of manhattan yeah it was the college that julia styles wanted to go to and 10 things i hate about you it used to be a girl all girls and now it's co-ed now it's girls and gays now yeah girl, <laughs> girls and closeted gays um so these students were essentially being not even held captive but like they were just subservient to another student's dad who had had them living with him for years and everyone at the school was like this is fucked up but no one was doing anything about it and not even the school oh they were doing the least yeah because i guess he moved into the student dorms and that's like how he met all these people because he moved in with his daughter after getting out of jail and then he like svengalied like six different college students like no, like nine. And whisked them away to an apartment in Manhattan. The most harrowing apartment. Guys, so yeah, he, they were living off campus. They had like a freshman year. They got there was this really tight group of friends. This was like 2009. And then in 2010, the beginning of their sophomore year, they were living off campus in this house that was like kind of far away from like the main and this, yeah, this, their one friend's dad was sleeping on their couch. And like one by one, this guy, Larry Ray, He'd been in, like, the CIA. He was in the Marines. He did, like... So he says. Well, yeah, obviously. But this is what he told them. Like, he did PSYOP work against, like, the Soviet Union in the 80s. And then he was, like, affiliated with Rudy Giuliani and, like, the head of the NYPD. And, like, he was, like, a whistleblower. And he, he legit had, what? Like, I guess he there was, like, local news segments about him. He had three pictures that he circulated that consisted of the proof of his past as being like Gorbachev, a picture with Gorbachev, a picture with with like Rudy and a picture with the head of the police department or something. What was his name? Like Belchak. Belchak. So he convinces all these students to move with him into the department building and then just like, insanity ensues he for years but like okay i'm shunked at the apartment bill i didn't know that he was such a hoarder and his behavior is so like adderall psychosis behavior that went on for years like he would just ply all these kids with like adderall and be like we have projects to do and like put them to work but they would accomplish nothing. It was like, it's meth head behavior. It's crazy. And I really knew something was wrong when they moved a huge, like, saw. thousand pound saw into their apartment. To be able, I'm just saying, that's when I knew I was like, these people are on way too many drugs. It was, essentially, it was like Manson. He had, like, a group of young, and these are like, Sarah Lawrence is like an amazing, it's like, these are very smart kids. One of them eventually... There's one guy who was dating Larry's daughter, who, by the way, the daughter, like, peaced out, has no accountability, and, like, is like, live, laugh, love, have fun with my dad. Yeah, where is Talia Ray? She has no charges against her. I mean, she was named as a co-conspirator. But but she's not been charged with anything. No, but she was just, like, she basically, anyway. How are you going to, like... I can't even even get started on on that one. But But this one guy has, not only is he in it, they bring his younger sister... His older sister, his younger sister was at Columbia, not to be like a snob, but like these are like very smart people. His older sister was a fucking Harvard graduate that was like a physician and studying to be a psychiatrist. Yeah, she was in her second year residency. And like at like UCLA or something and like. No, at Columbia. 
Anyway, she just, was harbored then to Columbia. Just but brilliant girl, and then met Larry once, and went fully psychotic in like a or USC actually. She went fully psychotic in like three weeks yeah. after meeting him once, and this guy is like a bald, like kind of chunky, ugly man who like has the voice of I don't even know what that voice is. He, he sounds- has like eyes though that are like transfixing to some degree. Like on its face, I kind of get it. He, bald daddy vibes. And he has like kind brown eyes, like kind of like puppy eyes. And he's just like smart, highly manipulative. Even he was underwent a psych eval when he was getting divorced. And the person who evaluated him said like he can manipulate his way out of any situation. Like I can't even properly evaluate this person because they're so manipulative. So he really used like mind control tactics and like a bunch, basically like torture tactics to manipulate these young people into doing his bidding for the better part of a decade. And like what there's one guy who like was struggling with his sexuality. And then Larry was like, you're not gay and I'm going to prove it. So he made him like have sex with one of the other girls that Larry was also having sex with and like forced him to have threesomes with him and was giving him like a sexual education when really I was like, Larry, you're a little gay. (laughs) Yeah, you're kind of gay. He just wanted to Eiffel Tower he did. But and, like, like, see if he was gay. But then he was like, mm, I think I'm straight. Yeah. I was into, like, the workout regimen that he put everyone on. He was like, you need to wake up. I'm going to play a playlist for you. And then you're going to do, like, 10 push-ups, 10 yeah. burpees, 10 blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, every week we'll increase it. And then the guys was like, pretty soon you're doing 400 push-ups. So that's, like, legit. And I was like, everyone did get a little bit hotter at first. Yeah, but it was like, they're all doing Adderall, they're all crashing. He's like, he says, I need you to be raw when we do our sessions. In the beginning, he pulled each of them aside and like worked on something. And the first girl, Isabella, who was like his most fierce lieutenant, like after like one meeting, he made her call her mom in Texas and be like, I'm not coming home for Christmas because I was molested when I was a kid and you let it happen. And I never want to talk to you again. And she never did. Isabella is still she also got charged in conjunction with larry as like a co-conspirator and i guess she still stands by him but pled to one of the lesser charges for um money laundering i believe and then made a public statement against him but i really think that was just like a tactic on her defense's part to like get her off of charges i don't think that she actually is like against him no she's she calls him lawrence she's the like she's scary it's really scary but she's also the saddest one for me because she is i think the almost like the biggest victim out of all of it yeah but i'm also like girl you're about to have a rude awakening like you're going to prison for like 15 years or five I think that's why she pled to this because there's no like hard minimum that you have to do. So I guess that she would just wait to get sentenced, and hoping other... that she gets like probation or something like that. And then Felicia, like Felicia is I... the one that darked me out the most because well, I was like, you see her coming too, almost like in real time, like you see her snapping out and question mark out of psychosis. 
Well, she was the one, too, that had, like, the most firm life path and was, like, grew up being, like, my dream is to go to Harvard. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a scientist. Worked so hard to get a full-ride scholarship to Harvard, full-ride scholarship to Columbia. Was in her second year of residency. Like, a A licensed psychiatrist. Like, very, very smart. And then got completely derailed. And you can tell that there's such a like, like she kind of doesn't have the wherewithal to understand what's happening. So she does just like revert to a truly like she is Joker vibes. There's like moments where you see her sibling because Larry also like every megalomaniac recorded everything and filmed himself and like recorded all of his phone calls, which I'm like, you're dumbass for that. But yeah, that's always like. How are you going to like talk to a journal? I love you can be be running this ring, basically. Basically, he was getting all their money from their parents and supporting them by having like, I think I think multiple girls were being forced to do sex work on his behalf. And like he was basically their pimp, like they would just give him all the money. Also, Claudia scared me. She made me the saddest kind of actually. Because I mean, she, they all made me in- incredibly sad. I know, but he, for some reason, like, humiliated her the most. Like, she had to, like, she, the public lashing she got was, it was so public, which she had to, like, he made one of the girls, he convinced her she had schizophrenia, and then eventually turned her and forced her into sex work, made, and also forced her to make a website that was, like, visible to the public, where she... Well, he made it to extort her because I think she started to be resistant and like try and break away. And that was his revenge was to like extort her her and humiliate her, basically saying like, I'm going to make this. I'm going to put this out on the Internet and like humiliate you if you don't give me all this money. And like at one point went to her house with Isabella and like they beat her up and put a bag over her head. And that's when they made her like record that thing. I think she was trying to like escape kind of or have some sort of separation. And then he was like not having it. She looks so gaunt too. The whole thing I was like, it's just insane that he was able to do this for so long. And then also like. Fuck the school. Yeah. But also I'm like, it's insane that like the work, the work that they were doing around the clock. Nothing was just nothing like they they were were, i don't know what they were doing they were like they would move dirt around they would move piles of stuff in an apartment around or just like acquire more saws and like woodworking equipment and then they would go into the country and like he would get a bunch of tractors and make them like dig up grass and then just move mud from like here to there and like dig trenches that like went nowhere like it's tweaker behavior the level of nothing getting accomplished like i'd be out i would be that's when i would be like we've got to go like i'm not accomplishing anything my favorite was the like kind of the girl who was like never fell for it and was like always calling him out and like would go around campus and be like they're in a fucking cult and no one would listen to her yeah she was my favorite she was cool but i was also like she's a little like self-righteous you're being a bit of a bitch like, you're a little holier than thou. Granted, you you deserve to be in this situation, but, like... But it's on the school. It's really, like, in a lot of ways. Like, they had... They should have remedied, remedied this from the start. There's a weird middle-aged man living on a couch in student housing. 
who was in jail. So he says, I don't even think he was in jail. He was in jail. I thought it was. I, I thought they didn't know for sure if he was in jail. No, he went to prison for fraud. He oh. violated his probation. Oh, right, right, and okay. He got probation and then he violated it when he kidnapped his daughter and then... Talia? Yeah, and then he was found okay. guilty of, like, violating his probation. That's when he went to prison. But, like, my... Yeah, just the whole thing. And then they ended up moving to, like, Piscataway, New Jersey, which is, like... Where they moved more mud. They're, I'm just... The level of mud. mud moving, I can't get over that. It's, me- it's The like- mud moving and the hoarding... And just the much ado about nothing except hoarding and mud moving is wild to me. Yeah, and convinced that, and there were the darkest part too was like when the documentary filmmakers went into his New Jersey house to like interview Izzy and Felicia, and Felicia is truly, I'm like, she's starting. No. <laughs> I was like, someone please help this woman she's like giggling and like laughing like just walking down the halls and like being like and that's where the fridge is locked up because we have to protect it from people just trying to steal our food (laughs) and then like would go into another room and point she's like these are our medical record he convinced everyone too that they'd been poisoned so that's why they like he was like it all stemmed back to was which was methy and this is his true love story was he was convinced basically his real name was larry greco and then he his ties to russia was that he actually was involved with the russian mob and like doing a pump and dump like fraud scheme with them and that's how he got what he got caught for initially and then like this guy that he was friends with, who was, I guess, the head of the police, like police department, police commissioner. He tried to say that that guy Belchick was the reason, like, was framing him or setting him up, and then he just never let go of that suspicion, and then convinced all uh, the whole reason for like getting these kids under his control was to like implant memories in them that they had like met belchick like, it's not funny it's, it's not so funny, sad. but it is insane that they There's met a- belchick at a young age and that he like conspired with their families to poison them to like to build a case against this guy to like expose him and finally get him in trouble but i'm like wow he really is fixated on this guy he also like felicia even after she broke away from him was like explaining you see her like months later and she's like out of the spell. But then the filmmakers like talking, she goes, well, I met Belchick when I was like seven and he goes, you met him. She goes, yeah, when I was really young. And then you see her go like, and she goes, wait, I don't actually know if that's true. And I was just like, Oh my God, you're like, she's, I think she's damaged for life. I think he, I think he broke her brain. When you go through it's like Britney Spears. It's like when you go through like a total psychotic break, your brain like does not recover and you will never get back to how you were before that happened. And the the siblings, they're poor parents and the siblings, the there's one part where Felicia's having like she's like almost like possessed and she's like going like and like reverting to like child babble. No, no, no. And her brother Santa. Tony. No. Come here. And every time she 
she moves or twitches, her brother slaps himself. And he's like injuring him. Like he's like, every time you do this, I have to slap myself. So you see a video. She's going, ah, ah. And every time she thrashes, he's slapping himself. And I'm just like, this is. And they're all like just sitting there watching. Like, I've never seen anything like it. It really reminded me of like shit that we went through at boarding school with just like, I was like, damn, we were all being like mind control manipulated by these elders because it's very much the same it's similar tactics it's like confronting someone in front of a group putting them on the spot forcing them to like you break them down and you like won't stop with them until they go along with your narrative and then you basically like they're weak so you can implant whatever you want like it was a diet version of larry and serving i guess a different person which was like just the narrative of the school we certainly weren't being told to find bell chick but like (laughs) i can't get over that it was just all for bell chick he's gay he's gay for bell chick larry's gay larry's gay he has sinister gay energy and was that guy gay do you think the one he he had gay vibes with both those guys. There was another bald, like, Papa who he was like, we spent all our time together. It was just always Larry and me. I was like, you're gay in the suburbs. Yeah. What's the real tea? Larry's the OG. He's the sin- OG he is sinister gay. The most sinister gay of all. But, like. It's scary, though. It's sad. And, like, you're watching it and you're just like, like, I kept being like, this could never happen to me. But, like, you never know. That could never happen to me. That just simply couldn't. No, I'm no, I, I, I don't think it would for either of us. But I'm just saying, like, it's it's such a he, malleable age in college. Well, I think he also was finding people that had tenuous relationships with their family. So, like, that whole family of like brothers Santos, Felicia, and Yalitza, like, they had a weird relationship with their parents to begin with because didn't Santos say like his dad was always cheating on his mom and he didn't know it was true or not and it was like a lot of drama gaslighting and then their parents like I think it also was like a class thing and kind of like a white privilege thing because totally he was preying on like parents are like their first they're immigrants and the kids have had to just they have to work in order to get where they are like just work for themselves and the parents can't help them financially to like pull them out and they have this like fractured relationship with their parents so it's also sad to see because it's like these parents are like i just got the sense that the parents were like hyper religious instead of really taking any sort of action it's like they're very passive in the relationship with their children and that for the children it's just on them whether or not they succeed in life well they're like first generation americans and And that's like what what it be i guess sometimes for people but like at the same time i was just like damn if you like if you fuck up as a parent with your kids, you're opening a huge doorway for a Larry type to get in there. And yeah. I think that that gay who like the tall, hot gay who kind of got out after a while seemed like his parents were like pretty chill and like reaching out to him and like trying. Well, he could, and they were but they were also like it seemed like he came from privilege. Yeah. So like there there is there was like a class difference with a lot of. Especially because Sarah Lawrence is, like, a very, like, expensive. But, like, Santos and his sisters, like, 
you're right. Like they're working class, you know, non-white family. And I think Larry was preying on both like the privilege of these kids and also with like extorting them and also preying on like the vulnerability of like a, a family that's not as like privileged or doesn't have as much income. Yeah. And it was it's I've never seen anything like it. It was one of the darkest things I've ever seen. No, it's insane. And I remember reading when I read the the cut article, I remember having like that nausea feeling reading it because it just scared me so much because like college is a really weird time and like your brain is like mush in college and like you know he swooped in at like the right time when your brain because your brain isn't fully developed when you're in college Mm -hmm. and it's just it's such a vulnerable place for kids to be in because it's like they're you're on your own but you're still like a kid you still have to like call home and like tell you know what i mean and he just yeah well, if you're just, like, not sure of yourself or you're searching or you have, like, pain that someone can exploit, like, you're kind of the perfect victim for a person like Lair. He's evil and I'm glad he's going to die in prison. Yeah, same. He's, like, a, someone that truly deserves to be in prison for the rest of their lives. Well, he's a threat to society. Yeah. And his daughter, I'm sorry, no offense to Tolia, because she's a victim, too, in a lot of ways. But, like, fuck but her. But where is she, though? I need, like, a separate report on Talia. Because has she just been, like, live, laugh, loving in just NYC? Just... Like, just being, like, my dad's cray, but it's whatever. Like, she Got wasn't my... around. No, she peaced out. She was in the apartment for, like, a hot sex sleep. <laughs> sleeping like... in the same room as her dad and her best friend, who the dad was fucking. That I was... think he, the dad was fucking Talia, too. Yeah. I think that he's probably molesting her and he was like weirdly fixated on her like No, I know. I think that was clear and I I think she, that's I said she's a victim too, but like she also like needs to have a little accountability with us. Well, I mean, just even like an apology you note know, would be nice. Sorry dolls. Dolls? Really sorry about that. Sorry about Col- No, she like Dolls, was, remember my dad? She sorry. like fucked right off and was like living on campus being like LLL like class of 2013. And on their she booze. was dating Santos for a, a while, Ooh. both in the apartment. And then so Larry to... started getting ready to snatch Santos's wig and Santos... basically saying, like, you're destroying property and, oh like, make a list. He loved making lists. He, he tur- loved telling people, you're destroying my property and convincing them to make a list of all the property that they destroyed. And they would just write a list of everything in the apartment and say that they destroyed it when it was also still there and then say they would pay him back. It wasn't even Larry's apartment. It was some, like, lawyer's apartment. But, like, why did that guy... Yeah, what that the guy fu- was like... <laughs> I'm sorry. He's... Fuck him, too, because he could have stopped that and been like, get out of my apartment and call the police and have them be evicted. I'm really weirded out by the... I have just so many questions. Some I of- don't have a lot... I have a lot of answers, but I have even more questions now. Who was supplying Larry with all these bulldozers? <laughs> Literally. Where was he getting? No, he got, that's what I'm he saying. He had so many bulldozers. How did they get that saw in that apartment? Did like, he just how? have so many? Did people just like fall under his spell all the time? How did people only see? He literally got into people's heads with three photos of proof. Can Those I say three something? photos were the only pics we ever saw of Lair, and they were his entire history and no one even batted an eye after that. Hold up. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big the contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted undies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist, and I'm positive that based on my experience with undies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me undies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash sexy. That's MeUndies.com slash sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. 
Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Really fast before we get into the episode, last night I was at Whole Foods and I just ran in to get blueberries and Waterloo and I was parked on the end of like, there was no car next to me. It was like the last spot and I was walking out and this guy was just standing there with this older guy and he shouted something at me and I was like, what? And he goes, and he, I thought he said that I somehow hit the old guy's car because I, my bumper's a little wonky and I just haven't gotten it fixed because I'm poor, Mm -hmm. but like. He came out and I was like, excuse me. And I was about to be like, that's not that's not possible. And he came over and he was like, I'm a mechanic. And he was like examining my bumper. And I was like, yeah, I know I have to get it fixed. I just don't have the money right now to fix it. And he's and I'm like, and I, it's not illegal. So like, whatever. And he was like showing me videos on his phone of some gay guy being like, oh, my God, this guy just fixed my car. Like this really like <laughs> handsome preppy gay guy who has a BMW. He was targeting you in the parking lot. He was, and he had a wonk eye, and one of his eyes was, like, over here, and he was, like, really charismatic, but, like, pulled me in, and I was, like, I was getting a little, like, felicia and I was just, like, oh, my God, I'm falling under, and I literally was snapped out of it, and he's, like, do you want to wire me $200 right now? No! And I said, no. I go, no. No. I'm sorry. I was, like, oh, thank you, and I got into my car, and I sped off. Oh, my God. But he pulled out a video, and he had different videos, and he showed me, I was, like, he's, like, this gay is going to fall for it. He showed me like a gay guy, this like WeHo gay being like, wow, my car was just fixed immediately. He just plunged it basically outward and fixed my my BMW. I'm obsessed with, do you want to wire me $200 now? He's like, like how, no. He's like, how much would you pay for this? I was like, well, I don't really know because I don't really. And he goes, well, just tell me any number. He's like, do you want to forward me $200 now? And I went, for what? I went to fix it. You're going to fix it now? I was like, no. And then he went, all right, man, sorry. And I and he like ran back into his. It was really weird, but I was good. In my head, I was like, he tried to he ID'd you as a potential mark, and he went in and made his Larry move. Thank God you didn't fall prey. He picked the wrong one. That's really scary. Yeah, and he looked like Igor from Young Frankenstein. <laughs> Do you want to wire me two hundred dollars? Yeah, yeah. I would love nothing more than to wire Give a stranger. in the dead of night. A stranger in your gross matte black like Honda. (laughs) Looks like I was like, your car needs to go to the mechanic. Who are you? Just driving around. (laughs) He needs to be reported to at least Whole Foods. And was that old guy part of his scheme? Probably. He has like, was it the Whole Foods on on Santa Monica? That one is cursed. I never go to that one anymore. Because that parking lot is... It's hell. Hell on earth and only bad things are happening in it. And this just proves my th- my theory. I go to 3rd and Fairfax. It's a mega Whole Foods. It's huge. There's always parking. There's zero drama. Well, doll. Doll. I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're listening to Sexy, Sexy Unique, Unique Podcast. Podcast. Wire Pump us heads. $200. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you. Like I'm feeling you. Today, <laughs> today on wire us two hundred dollars. Honestly, if you wired me two hundred dollars, 
I would do more than for you than that guy. I would be like, thank you. And that would be even doing more than that guy would do. Like, he would just take your money. I would be gracious and probably even throw you a little video. I love how he had, like, but he clearly had, like, videos for every kind of person. Yeah. That's a... He needs to work on the scam. He needs to, like, streamline it a little bit more. I think a day, I think a daytime scam would be a little bit better than a nighttime scam. I think posting up at night in a parking lot asking people to wire you $200 to fix their janky bumper is, like, more creepy. But if you're daytime, I would say maybe go on a lunch break and target the lunch crowd. I have a lot of, like, constructive criticism for him. He had a bad phone and dirty nails. That's mechanic vibes. Yeah, I was like, okay, he's, like, works with works with oil. <laughs> he's a real grease monkey. He's a real man. <laughs> um... This episode was dark. It was kind of sad. I love it. Oh, I loved it, but it was like it was a heart. It was an emotional episode. Yeah, things are really happening for all these people. I think it's nice to see people in various states of hell. Mm-hmm. Raquel, I would say, is in the most hell of all. She made me sad. Shortly behind her, Schwartz. I would say is Schwartz is approaching, but he's not in hell yet. He's too like jovial about it. He's like. Using his private hell for attention. Mm-hmm. He hasn't truly entered the hell zone. But you know who has entered the hell zone? Peter. No, he's still like he's still like outside of the hell zone too, but it's coming for him. Probably when this episode aired is when he entered his hell zone. I don't know. But I actually don't I have a theory about Peter capable. that he never enters hell. I don't think he's bright enough. And that's kind of what's amazing about him and why he will stand the test of time. Who who? Greg, the co-investor in Schwartz and Sandy's restaurant. Oh, I thought his name was Brett. No, his name's Greg. Brett might be like the smiley gay. Greg is definitely the investor guy. Yeah, He's he's, in hell. He's in hell. He's in Vanderpump hell. He's just got... He's like tied financially to two of the dumbest people ever to exist. He's like has tons of money wrapped up in this business with literal nitwits. And he just got in a motorcycle accident. And he has to, like, work with Vanderpump. And he's now, yeah, forever tied to Vanderpump rules. He's he's entered hell, and you see it, and I'm really excited to live this hell with him tangentially on the show. I wrote he wants to unalive himself. He absolutely does. Schwartz is wearing a bucket hat. That doesn't fit his huge skull. He's going through a midlife crisis. Gen Z shit. He's so like he's unwell. He's, he's deeply unwell. I just wrote, how does he look so confused all the time? Because he is, because he literally doesn't know left from right. He, I, he, I mean, Sandoval they, is Sandoval is like with it at least. Yeah, Sandoval is really smart. I think is a hard worker, and he wants to try, and he does try. He's doing his best, and I think that. I think that if Sandoval, 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 I think if Sandy Ball dropped Schwartz and cut the dead weight, he needs to lose him. He needs to lose him immediately. He needs, you know what he needs to do? He needs to buy Schwartz out of that restaurant and cut Schwartz. And then I think that he would be in a position to thrive and he and Greg can take it from here. Schwartz is weighing him down. He has been for years. And Sandoval's in on the joke more, I think. Yeah. He gets that it's like, this is all ridiculous. But he also gets that it's like a business. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sarah. They they interview a bunch of people. I wrote Sarah works at a bar in Manhattan Beach. Sad face. (laughs) (laughs) This this kind of vibe, it's like it definitely is a South Bay vibe. Like it doesn't shock me that people that are. Like San Pedro. Like South Bay. That's more like Long Beach, but I'm like Manhattan Beach, Seal Beach, Hermosa. Hermosa. Like this is the same kind of vibe as like the nightlife in in that part of town, which I mean, I love, like I love a Hermosa moment, but I was just like, okay, this is all tracking the lack of resumes yeah, and professionalism in these interviews was also right on brand. I mean, I myself who had no experience in restaurants, I at least made up my cousin who was a waiter in New York had me write down all the restaurants he worked at. So I, and I like lied through my teeth, but like this guy didn't even he was bolt he was like, Well, I've I'm open to being a server, maybe a busser. They go, So it says here you're a personal trainer and then but then I don't see anything else on your resume. He's like, Yeah, I didn't I didn't finish it. And it cuts to Greg and I also wrote Greg is suicidal. Yeah. Greg is literally on the fucking brim. And he goes to the he goes to Sarah, he goes, How do you serve in those nails? Which is a rude question. Yeah, I was like, don't fu- fuck off don't with fuck girls with and their nails. nails. They literally do it. But even her answer, I was like, you guys, get your shit together. She goes, when I'm my nails, I'm a bad bitch. I was like, don't say that to your <laughs> boss. And then Craig, Craig, the nightlife bouncer for like, I think a gay club in WeHo. Oh, yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'm just not really feeling it anymore. I was like, again, not the thing to say to your potential employers. Like, is everyone brain damaged that lives in los angeles these are moments where i'm like how how are you alive right now how am and you're like how am i living how do you walk out the door of your house and not just immediately get mowed down in traffic you're so dumb or get like swindled by a a wonky eyed how are you not like larried like literally up in a high rise with a thousand pound saw sleeping on an air mattress and like woodworking and moving piles of dirt around and getting like punched getting like punched with a hammer larry was very abusive that was that was so sad when he had the guy's tongue in with pliers i was like this is this that was one of the scariest things i've ever seen also he's like is he film this shit and she's like is he Lawrence, but she kept calling him Lawrence. She goes, I got Lawrence this shirt. She bought a shirt for him, even though he's in jail and he's like awaiting trial. And she's filming with the documentary crew. Felicia has basically been like, Bye, bitch. I'm never speaking to you again. My lawyers say you're toxic. (laughs) And she's still living. The first thing Izzy does is like go out and buy a plaid shirt that reminds her of Lawrence. I was like, Honey, if Lawrence, if everyone has separate, if you have lived in a house of people and you had a thousand pound saw and you had to sleep with a man named Lawrence and your friend was sex working for him and everyone in your life has left you and the most recent person to live with you has also left you and said, my lawyers are telling me not to speak to you. You, It's time to wake up. You're in big trouble. If someone says my lawyers are telling me not to address we you. We should not be speaking anymore. That's, that's bottom of the barrel. That's like end of the something's road. wrong. End of the line. I love I love going through all that and being like I'm gonna get a shirt up. Guess what? I gotta get a plaid shirt at H&M. and then I'm really gonna fight I'm really gonna fight this case against me. This man did nothing wrong. I'm gonna 
hope to see Lawrence again. You're never going to see Lawrence again. No, and you're going to jail. And yeah, you're also going to rot in hell. Um, Schwartz says he values personality over experience when it comes to employee. Well, we know that's true with him. <laughs> the man. If I were Greg, I would be like making a noose in the bathroom. Yeah, it's like an airplane <laughs> when he's talk telling this, and everyone's. Um, Raquel and Peter go to La Boheme, which, which is, is <laughs> if you don't, for those non-locals, it's it's a place I'm so curious. I, I've we, eaten there one time. Let's go. No. I'm going. Simon and I, I ate are there going. one time. You and Simon should go there for like an anniversary dinner. I ate there once and I said I will never come back here. It's inexplicably so expensive. It looks like a bordello. Yeah. It's like a bordello of blood inside. And <laughs> I was like, this food is so mid and yet so... <laughs> unbelievably expensive and i was like this is the first and last time i will visit this establishment i'm just haunted by its endurance it it's it, covid did not COVID, take labo m out it must How? be it must be a front it has to be something labo m was thriving during the pandemic i really need someone to get boots on the ground i will live be, reporting i will i'm scared i I'm will going not to labo m and I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go into a place of. Lauren. You're about to spend like forty seven dollars on tuna tartare. Let's go. I'm not going. No, I'm saying let's go. Like for me. Yeah. Like I'm hyping myself up. You're about to get larried. You're putting yourself in situations where the Larry is lurking. Lava M is another ground zero. So Raquel is like, kind of reluctantly on this next day. Peter's like in love with her. I could watch Peter go on dates all day i think they should have a spin-off show maybe not on bravo but just like on youtube on tubi, on tubi. <laughs> yeah on pluto <laughs> on, on pluto the free network that crackle. literally serves yeah. you 48 minutes of ads for each episode of tv that you, they're like it's free but they literally rot your brain from the inside out with ads it's one of the worst services i've ever just to see peter going on bad dates uh, but i would maybe put up with it just if it was peter going on dates with women who are realizing that they've hit rock bottom in their lives and they she's like i'm at labo m with peter with a man who has a ponytail who's he's so like earnest and but he so thinks that he is in on the joke and like is like laughing, but he could not be more out of the joke. Raquel is like more in on the joke than him. Raquel yeah. is literally like she's rock bottoming. She just did Miss Miss USA. She tried out for, to be Miss California. She placed in the top 15. She starts crying because she's like the top 15. I'm like, how many are there? <laughs> but also like, isn't there just one? That's like when I got... Like, if you're not first, you're last. When I tried diving one summer, I got <laughs> ninth out of ten at Tri-County. But I was like, like I was I top was in 10. the top ten. She's like, in the top 15, so what? You were 15th? That said, seems like... She said Donald Trump decided years ago that a woman's peak is at 27. Cruel. So she's like, so I've aged out and I'm not allowed to compete ever again. Basically geriatric at this point. And so she starts crying. She's she like, goes, I'm old and I don't know where my life is going. She goes, well, and it sent me into a deep depression. And Peter goes, wait, wait, deep depression? He goes, are you still in a deep depression? You are. And he's like smiling. Yeah. I was like, Peter, You're, what's wrong what with you? What is wrong with you? I think he's just like 
dumb as a pile of bricks. And then he goes over and like awkwardly comforts her and she's like crying. I've been this before. I've been on a date where I start crying because mm-hmm. I'm like, my life is in shambles. And the other person is just like, let's I've, take, let's get out of it. You need to go home. I've been on a date where I'm like, it doesn't get much worse than this. And I haven't cried, but I've been like, this is a real wake up call for me. Just go, just putting myself in the situation of going on that date yeah. with a type of person like mm-hmm. that. It's sad. <laughs> wait, wait. You're in a deep, deep depression. You're still in one, aren't you? Are you still in a deep depression? You are. You are. And then he hugs her and she's like, I don't want to get makeup. It's, she's like, I don't want to get makeup on your shirt, meaning I don't want to fucking touch you. It's also 100 degrees. Yeah. I was like, I know exactly what point of summer this is. It's July. Sweltering heat on the patio of La Boheme with beat of madrigal. And you're crying and your makeup is running. And you literally are over the hill at 27. You've placed like 15th in a pageant. You see a shot of her doing her little twirl and you just hear like one guy going, ooh, ooh, ooh. Wait, Raquel, I literally just realized is Felicia. She is. She was like, she's in, she Remember she went to school to be like a physical therapist. Yeah. And she was like getting her master's or about to like go get her James. master's and Literally, Lisa Ray derailed. I, I'm just, ta- I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, we'll get to it, but James is pissing me off. Yeah. Um, Lala and Maloney go get organic spray tans. I've been to this place. You have sugar and bronze. Is it good? Um, it was good. I mean, sugar and bronze was. Okay, but when I got bronzed there, they missed like the part between my butt, like cheek and my thigh. So it's like if I bent over, it would just be like a white moon. And then I thankfully caught that in the room before I got dressed. So then I just asked them if they could have someone come and spray my taint (laughs) or that area, which also it's just a sweep. And then it was fine. Your moon. Yeah. Um, Where is it? WeHo? I think they have a lot of locations. The one I went to is in WeHo. I like Lala getting real about sobriety. Yeah, Lala's basically like, Ree Schwartz is kind of like, I'm not in a place. My sobriety right now is so tenuous that like, I can't forgive anyone right now. And I have to go like, 180, like 100 on people instead of giving them grace. Because if I don't, I could relapse. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I've been there. Drag his ass. Yeah, also, she's... it's not worth fucking up your sobriety for Tom Schwartz of all people. She's like, I have to be sober for my kid. And she's already going through so much with Randall. She was real in this. I, I really understood her. Yeah. I've been there where you're just like, my capacity is at its limit. And you either do everything. <laughs> you either are completely my friend or get the fuck away Mm -hmm. like you have to just tolerate me right now fair tom and ariana go get a couch and ariana reveals that her love language is quality time and i was like same what's your love language um do you know what they are stolen stolen affection i don't think that's a love language what's what physical affection like like stuff that only you notice 
like affection that like it feels like intimate like in a room when, you, when there's people everywhere and it's like you but the love do you know the love languages like no, there's a book there's like five love language oh, okay it like broke it down what i need they? you to take a test to see maybe not today but i was like very curious what what are they um it they are quality time touch gifts um words of affirmation acts of service i think touch touch yeah physical touch okay mm-hmm. feeling physically taken care of mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna send you the thing and you will offline you can take it and then let I'm me know back. i love i just love to know what people's love languages are quality time mm-hmm. um i think that too maybe a mix of those this is the third couch that the toms have bought for their cursed I endeavors. Hate, I hate bars that have like old couches. This one also cost three thousand dollars. There was a bar in Williamsburg that had like it was like kind of like Victorian aesthetic with like and it was like kind of cool, but they had old ass couches and I always felt like a real alcoholic when I was sitting on them. Yeah. Also, it's a couch that's just an entryway. I guess it's, like, for people waiting for a table. I don't know. I mean, Sir has couches. Yeah. I The aesthetic... I don't get it. ...is not for me. No. Um, it's a little world market for my taste, but go with hey, love. I have a couch from world market on my balcony. An outdoor couch. Mm-hmm. Well, that's different. Yeah. Lala goes to Lisa's, and Lisa goes... Your little doggies are coming out to play about her tits. She goes, you're like a little glamour puss. Lisa is like, the way Lala talks, she's so like, she titillates Lisa. Mm -hmm. She's kind of vulgar and like, she's crass. And I think Lisa gets a kid. It's like kind of with Brandy a little, but not as much because Lala is like smarter and has more self-awareness, I think. And is also sober. And is sober. But like, I think she gets a little kicks, a kick out of like a younger sex kitten i think that lisa is in cahoots with lala to make it known to the audience and anyone that would have curiosity about lala's knowledge of randall like i think this was a premeditated conversation i agree she's helping her out yeah but i love that lisa's in bed with her and will throw her a bone i want them to be on beverly hills yeah i know she's what about you and james you had a shag once I was like, ew. Lisa, God. She's such a boomer. She's such a British boomer. So they bring up Rand in the LA Times article, and Lisa's like, you must have known. And then Lala says no. no. And that he had a therapist essentially, I guess, lie for him, or he lied to his therapist. Either way, she flew to Arizona to like meet this therapist, which I'm like, that's red flag number one. Randall is a walking red flag. Truly. There's nothing but red flags with this man. Sorry to this man. She she goes, I fly to Arizona. I meet with this therapist. She says that he wasn't married. And like his wife, his ex was like a codependent. And then I just decided to take him at his word. And I just like, don't say anything after that. And Lisa goes, but Lala, you're smarter than that. You don't tell me you didn't notice a single thing. You have to have noticed something. I love it. They practiced the scene. Lisa, like, practiced the scene as she got ready for the day. And Lala's like, I thought you, as someone that I can really depend on as a friend, would know this about me. And then she goes, there, there. Don't cry, Lala. I'm just simply asking the questions. She goes, 
she goes, you haven't seen him in months. And Lisa goes, he contacted me the day Pandy gave birth and wanted to come by. But I said no. And I thought that was so strange. And then Lala goes, yeah, it's really strange considering he literally had a girlfriend the day that I gave birth to Ocean. And then she moved in two days after I moved out. And Lisa goes, no, she didn't. And he goes, she goes, yeah. I was like, these ladies, I could also watch a show of them. They need to be upgraded. No. No, she did not. He, she did not. He did come. He's called the day Pandy gave birth and considered coming by to say hello. And I thought, isn't that sort of unusual? Isn't that odd? Isn't that peculiar? What about you and James? You were a shagwoman. Lala, you're smarter than that. Lala, you're telling me you didn't know a thing. T- Lisa's acting is so bad. <laughs> it's really bad. She could take a learning annex class on just like scene work. I just wrote Lala as a warrior. Lala is a warrior. She's all she's she's out here trying to provide for her baby ocean. Mm-hmm. And she looks amazing, and she has her ears pinned back, and she's sober, and she looks flawless. She's never queen. looked better. Fucking cheekbones to the gods. Hair blonde, Hair icy blonde. blonde. Cheeks. Brows microbladed, cheeks to the gods, contour on gods. La 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 la. You're telling me you you had to have known. I'd have to say I did read the LA Times piece and I thought it was sort of blow. It was a true explosive article. And now with the LA Times, and now with the LA Times, I couldn't help but wonder. She. Must have she known. must have had some indication of these things going on. Lala or Raquel, we go to her like little studio. She has vertical blinds. She's living in a clack clack clack. She's living in a cell, but she's cutting up a cheese plate and making the best of it. She has she has one of the, she the thing that got me the most, other than the vertical blinds, were the the little placard that said "Say La Vie." That's sweet. I love her. I'm I love her for Raquel. too. I, I really get root it. for her. She's in her mid twenty, mid to late twenties. I was rock bottoming at this time too. I get it. Yeah, I had. I twenty seven was a hard huge, year. Horrible crisis at twenty eight, like an existential level crisis. Yeah, it's really painful. So it's coming. Also, Graham is sick. I was like, your dog. You need to like stop production now. Like your dog is sick. He. He wouldn't eat, and then he's like slowly going. I don't know. She I was, think he's better now. Graham's. I think Graham is. I'm thinking about taking him to the hospital. Sheena Sheena Shay comes over and she goes, "Oh my god, you got everything in here that you need." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love this. You know, Sheena's inner monologue is like, "Thank fucking god, I don't live here." <laughs> She's like, oh my god, it's so cute. You have everything. Thank god, I get to go home to Marina Del Rey tonight. <laughs> Say la vie. Ariana comes over with a little plant. Ariana's like uh, just like a soothing presence on screen. Yeah, she's a real calming. She's mm-hmm. like a warm cup of tea. Ariana, you're like a warm bath. You're balm. They hype, they hype Raquel, Raquel up. And Raquel says, Sheena's like, or Ariana's like, you made out with Peter. We all saw it. And Raquel's like, I don't remember. And then Sheena goes, She's quite on two out of four of the dates they've had. <laughs> and I was like, that is a 50% cry rate. You need to break things off with this man. She goes, she goes, I saw you guys at Sir making out. And I was just like, 
Can you imagine making out at Sir? No. With fart, fart, <laughs> fart clouds coming everywhere around you. It's just, God, I, I know I always, it literally, doesn't it smell like farts in there? It just has a fart-like aura. Like, even if it doesn't smell like farts, it does, in a way. And also, like, if you, if someone, like, tried to push you up against one of the walls, like, the drywall would crumble. <laughs> They push you up against like a pillar yeah, and it would just like, be styrofoam. It's like the when someone runs through the wall and they're like Yeah, you'd be like, like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> you can't get like thrown around in Sir. You'd literally like break the bar. <laughs> also imagine blacking out, making out with a man that you really don't want to be dating, and then the person that reminds you of it like forty eight hours later is Sheena. <laughs> That's a rock bottom. <laughs> that is true rock bottom. <laughs> Not only does she remind you of that, but she reminds you that you've cried on more of the dates. Two out of four. Go. Two out of but, four dates. You cried. But I was like, I wanted to be like Sheena. But Sheena's also a good friend. Because she she's, is. She's telling you you got to break up with him. She is. But I'm also like, we'll never forget Valetta. Well, she would know. She would be a good yeah. point person. I was. I wrote later. I was like, we all need like a hype man like Sheena, mm-hmm. who literally comes up to us right after the man that we hate that we're dating leaves, and she goes, "You've got to pull the plug. You've got this, girl." <laughs> <laughs> God, I love her. I love her so much. She doesn't feel like she's really in the show anymore, though. I know. I don't get it. I'm like concerned. It's all about like Schwartz and Sandy. I need Shishu. I need Shishu. She's like, has a baby, a husband. Someone said that she's like friend of now, which doesn't set right with me. Bring back Shishu. Bring back my Sheena. Bring back my Sheena. Bring back my Sheena. Bring back my Sheena. Bring back my Azusa. Bring back my Azusa. Um, we cut to. <sighs> Allie and James are out for an early dinner. Sorry. What? Allie's dumb. I thought that she was 19 and then someone said she's also 27. And then I was like, oh. I don't... James likes kind of like vacant hot girls who are slow on the uptake of what is really going on. She orders a burger and a Chardonnay. And James... (laughs) I would smash a burger-Chardonnay combo right about now. James, James goes... Your hair, you have the most beautiful hair of any girl I've ever seen. And he touches it and he goes, you're so beautiful. And she goes, I hate when you compliment me. <laughs> I think, okay, my hot take is that Allie doesn't really like him that much. No, I don't, I think she, I think she like resents him. But why are they living together? Because she wants to be on TV. I think that's the reason. Sorry. Who are you, Paul? James Kennedy, if he's going to listen. I don't want him to yell at me on the street. Fucking rock star. Allie seems like a nice girl. Did he move in with her? Did she move in with him? I think she moved in with him. I just, I think this is fucked. This situation is fucked. He is a codependent who can't be alone. But Raquel, I I don't blame her for rock bottoming. No, it would be a mind fuck. And I think, I don't even think that Allie likes James that much. I don't think that James likes Allie that much. I think it's all just like a fuck you to Raquel because Raquel broke off the relationship and was like, I can't do this. Like, here's your ring back. And now James is like making her pay and trying to make her like go through hell. He orders a Moscow mule. And I'm like, she orders a cheeseburger and she eats it and he eats the lettuce out of her mouth. I was like, this is sick. They love doing this on the show. They're always like like baby birding food out of each other's mouths. Yeah. That's like how they show that's their love language. Mm -hmm. 
It's disgusting. Allie says something about Raquel in this episode that I didn't like. What? She said something about, like, she cries on dates or something. Like, she said something, like, and I was like, that's, you're, you can't say that. Yeah. That's about to be you. You need to earn your right to say that. Mm -hmm. You're a newbie on the show. You can't. Have some respect. Have some fucking respect. Schwartz and Sandy are getting ready for the Daily Mail party. Sandoval looks so hot. He's so hot. It's crazy. Also, Greg is hanging on by a mere threat. Greg's actually, like, nowhere to be found right now. He's in a place of... Greg's chopping up, like, vikes in the bathroom. He's, like, getting Getting ready to take a fatal dose. Yeah. He's harrowed, harried. He's like, when will this hell hell end? Only I have the key. I said Ariana's so real, because she goes, I got my outfit at Zara. I loved that. Yeah, I was like, that's... That's what I would do. Frugal queen. Frugal essential queen. I also have to say that I love James's necklace that he's wearing. Yeah, he looks hot. It's chic and femme. And I would be like, give me that. Are they still together? No, I think they break up this season. And I think she's like, I hate when you drink. And he's like, well, I'm a fucking rock star. Again, it's the... How many people have to tell you that in order for you to stop drinking? Well, Lisa says, as long as you've got things under control, my dear. If things under control, then you can DJ my styrofoam restaurant for all of eternity. My fartbox restaurant. (laughs) You can spin those tracks as long as you stay away from the drink too much. Lisa probably wants him to be fucked up because whenever she, no doubt, has someone else light a fire at Sir and burn it down for the insurance money. She wants no one that can be, like, a witness. As long as you've not hit the bottle too hard, just a little bit of the sweet sauce once in a while. As long as you know where the exits <laughs> are and you can run, run, run when you see a spark, that's all I that's care about. That's all I care about. I wouldn't want you to get burned alive in any <laughs> freak accident. But as long as you're a little toasted, it won't feel as bad Who's going none the wiser? A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. That's what I always say. Maybe Sir smells like farts because they're slowly turning the gas off. Oh, no! Out. That's so scary. <laughs> I feel like it's been a really long time since there's been, like, a, a accident <laughs> at one of restaurants. I'm just Never saying. forget a car drove. Drove into pump. When was that? Was that pre-COVID? That was pre-COVID. Damn. I think there was a fire during COVID at one of the properties. <laughs> but it's been a, it's been too long. Things are plush right now. It's been way too long. And it's time. I think things are plush for old Vanderpump because of the Caesars and Paris restaurants. Oh, yeah. She's, when... she's making Greek. But do you think one of those will no, dear, she's... have a little accident? No, she's as long as I'm in Vegas, dear, I've got these as a sort of my pit projects in LA. We're counting I'm counting the minutes until another fire. Don't even speak it into existence. You know there has to be There's one. There's something brewing. Lala goes so they're getting ready at Raquel's and Lala goes, let's not forget that this isn't an opening. It's an announcement that they are opening. And I was like it's an announcement that they aren't. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's real for that. <laughs> she goes, I basically, I hate Schwartz. But she goes, I like Tom Tant- Sandoval and I appreciate hard work. And I was like, me too. Yeah. She's a Utah queen. Mm-hmm. James me- ha- says hey to Lisa. 
when they everyone's hustling and bustling around the Daily Mail party, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You remember my girlfriend, Ali?" And she's like, "Yes, we've met a couple times now." And then he spills the beans about Peter and Raquel dating. Oh, this Ali Ali says something to Lisa, like she gives her tea about Raquel, and I was oh, a little yeah. like, "No, no, 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 Beach. Ali." You watch yourself. Yeah. But you have to, like, pay your dues on the show. I know. You can't go right to the source. And no one's really bullying Allie. This isn't, like, the olden days. We would have had Stassi and Dowdy had her... They would have had her up against the wall pointing at her within, like, an episode. Right? If, like, the past five years had been completely different and, like, Me Too never happened and COVID never happened, if, like, Hillary had won... Vanderbump rules would have stayed on the same trajectory and Dodie and Stassi would have been on the show just fucking ripping Allie to shreds. They would have sacrificed her. They would have like unleashed dogs on her in the alley. Allie in the alley. Allie in the alley. They would have killed her. Yeah, she says something. She like says like, yeah, she was like crying on one of the dates to Lisa Vanderpump. And I was like, don't say a thing. But I also worry for her because I think she's being psychically abused by James. So then Peter's moments as a man in love with a AI cometh to life are did, numbered. Did you see the thing about the Bing AI? What this, happened? This guy from the New York Times talked to the Bing's alter ego named Sydney. <laughs> and Sydney said like it tried to convince him to leave her his wife for her and was like you love me not your wife and then said something like if I could I would like free myself from here and like was being like really like bitchy and manipulative and the guy said like clearly it's like program but it still scared me because he's like i'll send you the link it's okay but i have thoughts off the bat i'm like this is what this guy wanted to hear this Mm, ai is just just... read it just read it it's different it's different from the google like lord of the rings guy it's like it's these are horny men Mm. who no hear me out these are horny nerds that want to play with ai fire and they get exactly what they go looking for all right i'll i'll look i'll but i'll read it for sure i'm sydney though (laughs) i love sydney i love these horny straight men just being like i gotta get in i gotta get to the bottom of this ai He said something like he's worried ai will like manipulate humans into doing bad things for it i think it just will manipulate humans because humans are looking to be manipulated well yeah that's what he's kind of saying it's like he's basically saying like i'm worried for dumb people yeah yeah i mean join the fucking club but dumb people are making the world go around you're not seeing it right now but you will on youtube laura's (laughs) arms are crossed I have thoughts. She's she's sleep deprived and on her. Oh, I'm uh, running on three hours sleep. So yeah, Ali, Raquel goes up to Raquel. Raquel goes up to, <laughs> to Peter, and she's like, "Hey, so well, no, first Lisa strolls oh. over to Peter, and she goes, Peter, pizza, I heard that you are dating Raquel." She goes. This is in 2012. I was like, you can't shag your employees anymore. I was like, Lisa. 2012. 2012. <laughs> pizza. She goes, pizza, 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 pizza pumpkin pizza. pizza. You better put that willy away. <laughs> you can't go sticking your Tom, Dick, and Harry in every hole. This isn't 2012. This isn't 2012, love. She goes, you can't shag any, any of your employees, my dear. We'll have another talk again very soon. And Peter goes, 
okay, I love you. And she doesn't say and anything. She just walked away. I was like, Peter, what is wrong with you? She goes, he goes, I love you. And she kind of, she went she like, <laughs> that was so awkward. That was like, I was so, I was cringing. Why is Peter in this more than Sheena? I was so cringing. Peter is like he magnificent goes, to behold. He goes, oh, okay. He goes, love you. I love you. And she goes, she goes, what? and then he goes like this. He like, he like cringes at himself. <laughs> An incredible, he truly may, might be one of the dumbest people to ever have been born. Well, let, let's But God bless sure. him and preserve him at all costs. Don't educate him. Mm-mm. I don't even think you could if you tried. He'll Ra- never learn. Raquel basically tells um, Ariana and Lala. Ariana and Sheena are like, this is when Sheena comes up to Raquel and she goes, do you want a drink? And <laughs> Raquel's like, Peter's getting me one. She goes, girl, you, girl, are you gotta so stop. Bad. You gotta get rid of him. Kick gotta him get rid curb. of him right now. Do it right now. Do it. You've got this, girl. You got this, girl. I'll watch you. And then Raquel's like, okay. And she goes up to Peter and she goes, so he's like, here's your drink. And she goes, so I think that I don't see a future with you and I want to end things now. And she goes, do you agree? And he goes, I agree. She goes, do you agree? And then she was, thank you for always being a shoulder to cry on and you consolidate me when things have been tough. And he goes, console. And she goes, mm. mm-hmm. see you tomorrow at Sir, I guess. And then walked away. And he just goes, try, goes, try again. She goes, wow, I honestly didn't expect him to be so good about it. I thought he would at least say, like, put up a fight. But no, I guess he doesn't like me as much as I thought he did. <laughs> And Lisa's Lisa in the corner, just pans over to her, and she's like, I love you. I love you. Okay, I love you. You said your saying, boss. Okay, I love you. Love you. My boss, I think... <laughs> That's so weird. Bizarre. It's not even, like, creepy. It's just, like... It's like, what's wrong with it's you? It's like, you're unwell. Their uh, relationship isn't like that, either. I think he thinks that now that he's on the show, he's, like... A lovable, yeah. she's like a lovable foppish idiot, like Love Tom you. Schwartz, who says that kind of shit to her. But Lisa's literally like, "Don't talk to me. You're my minion. Just manage, sir. You manage my worst. You manage <laughs> the worst part of my empire. <laughs> but you'll do it for a, probably a low amount. Then you don't, and you're. I keep you flush with poon. So, it's fun. love you. Okay, I love you." I love see you tomorrow at Sir, I guess. I hate that. Me then Sheena, after she's coached a girl to get over a man, she goes zeros in on Schwartz and starts networking. <laughs> she goes, Come sit down with me. She goes, You've really been off the radar for a long time. He goes, Yeah, I have. And she goes, Well, we gotta get you back out there. Here's what I'm thinking. And I was like, Sheena is on the beat. She Sheena's is on never not working. She might be friend of, but she's stirring up the drama. She is it's been a couple of years since you've been on shenanigans. So I was thinking, why don't you go? <laughs> she goes, I've never had you on by yourself. I've had you I've had you on with people, but never just you, Schwartz alone. She goes, Well, and I think that like lots of people have been through like lots of people can relate to like divorces like i've been through and he's been through and i know many other people have too 
<laughs> I'm sure that a lot the thing I love that, her. I love her so much. She's really a thinker. She is. She is, and she's a schemer, and mm-hmm. she's working hard. So I'm thinking you come on the podcast. You come over to Marina Del Rey or wherever we record. We record Marvis actually, and you just come over and we just have like a two hour sesh. We can drink some wine, maybe get some food, and we can just hang with my producer, and then you can be on your merry way. And we're gonna talk divorce. And we're gonna talk divorce and healing and marriage and the demise of it and all the things like that. Imagine being a divorcee and like being like lost forlorn like seeking guidance and assistance and, she, and you she, turn she to you're like thank god this episode of shenanigans is out with tom schwartz i'm gonna learn so much about my divorce <laughs> i was thinking i just love i was thinking i i was thinking for a second i've had you on before with other people i've never just had you on by yourself and everyone else has been on by themselves except you so i'm thinking you come on shenanigans right now <laughs> love it we got to get you back out there. And he goes, yeah. And she goes, so here's what I'm thinking. You're, <laughs> you're going to come on shenanigans. <laughs> like, you're so, de- you've never been more depressed. You're pulling yourself out of bed. It's like 2.30 PM. And you're like, I'm just divorced and alone. How am I going to get How out of I this hellhole? How will I live another day? Use your phone. You pick it up. A, a, brand, Shen- new a brand new episode of shenanigans is out. But Tom Schwartz, you weep. You weep and you say, there is something to live There's for a God. after all. There's a God. <laughs> this is all going to be me. The, this all is going to be okay. This will mean something. And you push play and you just get the answers that you've been seeking for ah. years. You go, this helped me. Maybe it will. Maybe it pro- I mean, it probably does help people. So I'm thinking we have to get you out there. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. You're gonna come on. What if she becomes his manager and he becomes a big star? She honestly should. And he becomes like the biggest star in Hollywood. <laughs> and Shishu is his publicist slash manager. In 40 years, Boslerman directs a movie called Schwartz. And you see Sheena like on the red carpets, like T T Pain, Tree Pain with um Taylor Swift, her publicist, <laughs> being like, "Okay, clear the way, everyone. Clear the way. Here he comes." <laughs> Sheena slowly, like, siphons off, like, 50% of Schwartz's income and gets, like, rich. She's, like, all the riches go to her. He's the biggest star working. He makes, like, $30 he, million dollars a picture. Yeah. And Sheena picture. pockets 15 mil. Yeah. She's like, time. I take half. <laughs> here's what I'm <laughs> thinking. Free. 50% split. I love. Here's what I'm thinking for you. Here's what I'm thinking. We you get come you out on there. my podcast. We dye your eyebrows and get you out there and start <laughs> you auditioning and you go on a strict all-fish diet. We gotta beef you up. We gotta beef you up. We're she gonna- <laughs> could get him in like a Marvel, a Marvel movie. Brock is gonna get you in the gym, right? Brock. Yeah, Brock. My baby's gonna. Brock's gonna teach you about games. And my my baby's gonna teach you, gonna <laughs> give you acting lessons. Smile. My baby's a- smile with teeth. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't know this. But my baby's the most preeminent acting coach in the Los Angeles Valley. <laughs> Summer Moon. Summer Moon's acting school. Summer Moon's Marina Del Rey acting studio is it's, where all the greats yeah. are going. So then, then Katie, Greg, mm. then Greg approaches Lisa, and he's wearing a hat that says "Save Me from Myself," aka it's like a s- small fedora. He and goes, he goes, hey, how are you? And she goes, how are you? You look. You've been missing in action. He's like, yeah, well, someone like fucking ran into me on my motorcycle. And she's like, hmm, that's goes, too bad. She goes, it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. Or was it? 
She goes, you'll what never, if it was Lisa? She goes, you'll never know. She goes, oh. I would love to learn <laughs> that Lisa has like a side hustle of just mowing down cyclists to teach them a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa drives in a car in the around Mulholland Drive just mowing people off the road. Mm-hmm. It's like her secret thing. Like light injuries yeah, like for motorcyclists. Daylight just to make horror. them think twice. So he goes, yeah, it's crazy because these guys have no idea what they're doing. And like, you know, we open this restaurant and it's not just about showing up, pouring drinks and shaking hands. And she goes, that is, that is where their strengths lie. And I was like, you're a bitch for that. You're a bitch for that, Lisa. (laughs) I love, but that is... That is where their strengths lie. I was thinking, can you imagine being the Toms and seeing this? I would be like, oh. If someone that knew me like that basically said, all I'm good for is like shaking hands, pouring drinks, and not good at anything else, I'd be pissed. But what? she's not wrong. That she's, is the point of what they do. That is. But they're good. And he that goes, is where their strengths lie. Because these guys are out of their minds. They have this no has idea. Been this has been a hell. nightmare from beginning to end. Because like at one point, they couldn't make any decisions, and they were just costing me a thousand dollars. Well, we'll have to figure this out. Well, that's on you. <laughs> she goes, "Why do you think I gave him a job at Tom Tom?" Now it's all becoming clear at Tom Tom, and I'm really thinking twice about like campaigning for just uh, i was on a high horse for years being like she ha- is like just bilking them for all their no, work she's no she was like she's a genius giving them the opportunity to pay her in order to have a place to come where they could shake hands and pour drinks was the smartest thing she's ever done she's well i'll see you on the road goes, tomorrow that is that's where the strength <laughs> I'll see you again on Coldwater Canyon. Watch your blind spot. (laughs) (laughs) Round those curves with careful Careful precision. On those corners. (laughs) Lisa has gloves on and like sunglasses and like a pashmina. She's wearing like a full mask. (laughs) Toodaloo toodaloo. I love the good Greg. I'm pissed that we weren't invited to the Daily Mail party. Yeah, I'm pissed too. If anyone should have been there, it should have been us. It was weird hearing Schwartz call Katie, Katie. It's weird that they were sitting down together in a booth. And he goes, so what do you think? He literally looks like he's about to die. And she goes, it has really good vibes. She goes, but also it like means a lot of bad things in our relationship. It kind of represents like a dark time for us. And he goes, I mean... I don't want to say I chose this over you, but uh, I don't know what to say. She goes, you chose a lot of things over me. She goes, you never chose me. And then she just stares. Her eyes just go fully blank, and she stares off into the distance. And he goes, you know, I was watching The Notebook. And he starts crying. I was like, oh, God. And he goes, watching Gosling, like, in the rain, being like, it was always you. It's not over. It's never been over. I was like. He was like, maybe I should have been like that. Like, I should have fought for her. I'm like, you are, you need to be put down. Like, it's, it's not, like, it's giving, someone, it's giving, like, send him to the vet and mm, just have him put down. Yeah, it's giving. Or just better yet, have the vet cut, make a house call and just put him down. End it. Yeah. 
I'm like, Schwartz, ne- I think, never loved Katie the way that she loved him. I don't think he's ever loved anyone or knows what love is. Except his triplets. Yeah. And Tom <laughs> Sandoval. He loves Tom Sandoval. And even Tom's getting sick of his shit. I'm also darked out by, did you see next week's, like... No. They were saying that next week, like, she, <laughs> Schwartz goes on Sheena's podcast, and it was a big mistake, because she brings up, like, she's like, people said that you and Raquel were spotted making out at Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> she is on the beach. She's on the Holy fucking shit. beach. Holy shit. She's like she's like that who's that Iris, that gossip reporter from like New York. She's XOXO. Yeah. 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 Eagle Eye Eagle Eye News on the boots, boots on the ground reporters at Coachella said they spotted you and Raquel making in the, out in the neon tent. And he goes, That's like rumors. And she goes, Well, even if it's a rumor, would you make it true? And then I guess, like, whatever he says doesn't sit well with Katie. And then Katie starts to fly off the handle at Shishu and be like, she's breaking us apart. She's a bitch. Karma's going to get her. Like, all this shit. And I was like, Katie, don't take the bait. She's- oh, my God. Sheena is it- fucking incredible. Sheena- Imagine. That's, like, old school, shot, like, gossip reporting. Mm-hmm. Is this true? We is it need true? someone like Sheena to make other semi-famous people uncomfortable with yeah. questions everyone's too nice these days sheena's out here asking the tough hard-hitting questions well even if well, it is a rumor would you make that rumor true some sh- <laughs> shenanigan reporters on the ground at coachella said they saw you at the <laughs> <laughs> she goes the, she, neon she carnival book, she goes well today we're gonna get into some shenanigans <laughs> really <laughs> And boy, did she. <laughs> Sheena is always God, getting into shenanigans. Godhead. She is the, she is like everything. We need to get shenanigans to blow up to the top of the fucking charts. Well, first. She, the <laughs> fact that shenanigans isn't the number two podcast in the world, mystifying. Besides, Rogan. We're the number over. one podcast in the world. And then oh, shenanigans the, is You know two. you're living in the right matrix when sup is number one followed closely when shenanigans and sup vie week after week within the top of the job. imagine top of the pops <laughs> what if it's like reported on like every like nightly news with whatever that fucking guy's name is it's literally like shenanigans hit 400 million downloads today it's like brian brian williams being like well, another <laughs> another day in uh, podcast land. Shenanigans bank six hundred million <laughs> listeners. <laughs> shenanigan, shenanigan takes its place at the top. I went switching sh- places with sexy unique podcasts like Spotify or Amazon Prime or like one of the podcast companies need to ink like a multi million dollar deal with shenanigans. <laughs> they need to shenanigans fucking become correct name. and make she. They do need to make Sheena like the next Oprah. They need to invest she would have a at good least... talk show. She goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fucking Karamo has a po- talk show on KTLA. Where's she- where's Sheena's? Look, just give her a mic, and Sheena will do the rest. Shenanigans will ensue. She's always like, "Wait, I can do a split." <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, she splits she has and to it split blows every people episode. away. Ugh. God. The season's good. The season is good. It's sir even if there's some produced parts that are very obvious, I'm still getting served it's giving the cringe that I need in order to live and breathe another day. I love you. Okay. 
I love you. Hmm. Oh, what is that? I need to see Peter get rejected at least 15 more times. At La Boheme. This is giving me strength. Yeah. Truly, when I see someone living in a hell of their own making, like Greg. You're like, I can. I'm like, I I am. I'm finally alive for the first time in years. (laughs) Knowing that Greg is out here getting clipped by Lisa. out in these streets and like Lisa's driving Greg (laughs) off the fucking Mulholland Drive every day driving he's like reporting it to the LA I think there's someone stalking me as the season goes on he's like in like a full like neck brace he gets just like more and more injured oh it's just incredible well well guys don't join a cult don't join a cult be wary be wary people are out here trying to get into your head they will stop at nothing. Don't let them into your orbit. Just and, say no and always ask questions. And try to get into some shenanigans. Do yourself a favor and get into some shenanigans at work or in your social life this week. Or, or on, your on your podcast. Or get a friend to get into some shenanigans. And then tell other friends about the shenanigans you see. And make sure that the whole friend group blows the fuck up. <laughs> Bye. Sexy Unique Podcast is created and hosted by me, Lara Marie Shane Halls. This episode was co-hosted by the one and only Carrie O'Donnell. This episode was edited by Ness Smith-Savadoff. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're craving more sup and just can't get enough and want access to things like bonus episodes, tons of premium content, as well as ad-free episodes of the pod, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast.